Welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm a scat man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm RJ. You're just always searching for scat? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Looking for it, no, so sniffing for it. He's one of those guys that you're like, I'm the scat man. You're like, all right, go. He's like, no. No, no, I'm just looking for shit. <laughs> I'm the other kind of scat. You man. open up the porta potty and Devin's like, Maybe when you fart, it's like scatting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Does anyone is there like a, a twenty twenty one musician who's just a scat man? Oh. You think? <laughs> no, I think we got rid of those guys. Yeah, yeah like you're not allowed in public anymore. Yeah. <laughs> COVID or something. The last one I could remember is the Crazy Frog, which was like when they first came out with like, what's the Crazy Frog? Yeah. <sighs> He, I think he became popular through a ringtone. Oh, and is it that ringtone? That thing? Kind of. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I think it is that. What about that What Does the Fox Say song? That's pretty close. <laughs> that's, that's pretty a, close. That, that song's so stupid because it's basically yeah. a kid song, but for some reason, adults were singing it. Well, it's a weird, weird video. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think the video's for kids because it gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. That might be the closest to Scatman that we have today, whatever that dude's name is. I think Jason Mraz tries to do something. Ooh, good point. <laughs> Jason Mraz is the new Scatman. He's the last Scatman. Uh, that'd be a great documentary for Jason Mraz. <laughs> the last, last Scatman. Scatman. <laughs> hey, like, I just want to grow my avocados, Just man. Yeah, just opens up on his avocado farm in Hawaii. The Ooh, last Scatman. Does, uh, does Jack Johnson scat? No. no. Does he Dave Matthews scat? He might. That, if he does, like it's scat. not scatting. <laughs> it's something oh, way he, cooler. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a scatting. This is more airy. <laughs> so, like, Dave fired all of us, and he's like, I got the whole band by myself. <laughs> Yo, violin guy, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I don't know, just violins and, like, scatting? That sounds kind of sick. <laughs> Do you think that yeah. there's a ska band that scats? Oh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I don't even want to think of what that. If they have a like. turntable, I'm in. <laughs> that was like Limp Biscuit's first like thought, and we're like, nah, maybe we should go more rap rock yeah. instead <laughs> of rap rock. West Borland's like, I can't do these upstrokes. It's just too much for me. All right, we'll just go to rap rock. Limp Biscuit is a great segue into this podcast. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm into rolling. it. Just rolling. RJ. What? <laughs> yes. what have you got for us today? What so, is the alternative alternate title for this week's mix? Alt, uh, I had it as So this title is There's Doom Beyond the Trees. Previously it was literally the same thing, but I wanted to play off the tree part where I had it There's Doom on the Horizon. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. You had to work. have the tree. You needed both, the trees, work, though. Yeah. I needed the, need trees. the trees. So I, I switched yeah. it last minute, like I think the day of. And I was like, ah, I need the trees. Though. Or you could have been, these trees are doomed. Or, okay, I like that. I'm a scat man. 
That was my title, just the scatting part. And then you guys have to figure out that it's a scat song. I would love it if the title of this was I'm a scat man and it was these five songs. (laughs) Oh, you know what I mean? So confused. I would have given you so many points if you just named this mix I am Groot. (laughs) I would have given you so many points. Yeah, he's a doom tree. He's a doom tree. (laughs) And he's been diesel. Uh, yes, true. A family of trees, oh. of doom trees. All right, all right. Doom uh, beyond the trees. Uh, so, uh, what made you do this mix, RJ? So, I previously have experience with all these uh, artists on here. I think a Devon sexual experience. <laughs> all of the above, the ups, the downs. Sick. Uh, I think Devon showed me one of the artists on here a long time ago. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is different. And then I kind of just started going more into it, found the other artist on there. And I was like, okay, I kind of like them. Listened to them for a few like years. And then I was just like, oh, I could probably throw them on there just to introduce to new people. Hmm. Is this the first collective that we've had on a mixtape? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. Because the, the idea of a collective is a weird thing. It is. You know, like uh, not just under one label, but you know, you have like ASAP Mob, which yeah, I think is on probably various different labels. You have the uh, what's Kendrick's? Uh, I think it was Black Hippie or Top yeah. Dog Entertainment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, th- I mean Black Hippie was his group before, which was kind of a collective. You know, Lin Lin Manuel Miranda has that uh, collective yeah. of rappers. Well, what would mind you? Yeah. What's the Wu Tang Clan? Are they a collective as well? I mean, they they're just a group are of rappers a collective now because there's a fuck ton of Wu Tang members. Yeah. Well, you, like in the early days of hip hop, right? Like having a hip hop artist as the one person was like the not the norm. Like yeah. back in the day, it was mostly groups. That's just how gang, the Sugar Hill Gang, exactly. I'm so and so, and I'm rapping on the stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how, like, most things in hip-hop worked, was there was, like, multiple people, you know, like, in yeah. one group. Like, NWA, Public Enemy, like, D- Run DMC. They're all yeah. that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, uh, Biggie, he had a group that was with him. I can't remember what they're called, but that's where Lil' Kim comes from. So, like, you'll have these, I, uh, I think... Drake comes from Lil Wayne's group that he had. Um, um, yeah, I think he's somehow associated with them. Yeah, no, uh, Lil Wayne was part of uh, Master P. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had those oh. album covers throughout right. like the early nineties. But Lil Wayne did give Drake his break. Um, One of it was Lil Wayne or somebody else. It was Lil Wayne. It was yeah. okay. Um, so like, Man, I, I gotta get in Lil Wayne. Yeah, it's weird how like. Those things happen because, like, the Wu-Tang, they were just putting together a group. Yeah. Right? And then suddenly there's, like, ten people in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because 36 Chambers had, I think, five or six members. Yeah. And then the next album, it's like, oh, yeah, You God is on here. Yeah. And the guy that cut off his dick is on here. Yeah. And Kill a Priest. Like, yeah. <laughs> then they just started adding members, and then, like... ODB started, I mean, he died. Yeah. But they started like dropping off. And then eventually it's like, well, Method Man's not part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. So he went off with Red Man. Do you think it's literally like, oh, yo, the guy on the food truck makes like 
awesome tacos. Do yes. you want to rap on this album? He's like, yeah, I no, got you on the taco guy. Literally how it is in New York, I guess. Like people will claim to be a member of Wu Tang Clan, <laughs> and a lot of them actually are members of Wu Tang Clan. And some, yeah, yeah but they, it's not like they're on albums, but they are a member of the collective, technically. Yeah, I, it's uh, weird. I'm trying to remember. Oh, the I was listening to the dude from the Ghetto Boys uh, talk on Rogan, and oh, yeah. he put it together pretty uh, succinctly. Whereas, like, you know, you got the guy who makes the beats, right, and then you got the guy that writes the words, and then you got the guy who makes the beats and the words that make specific things for specific people, and then there you have a, a game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which makes sense. I mean, like, if you want a collaborative thing, you just have to have one guy that makes the beats, one guy that writes all the words, and then there you go. You just have different voices, essentially. I gotta say, from the guy that wrote the song Doo Doo Brown, <laughs> that guy Willie D was a pretty smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was surprised that he was, he sounded like he came across so intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> compared to his music, which is just pushing the boundaries of censorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that really it, surprised me. Yeah, you've got to be really, really good to just enter hip hop with just by yourself, because yeah. it, it's super rare. They almost always are all like collectively on a mixtape or collectively working with each other. Like it's so hard to yeah. find any hip hop where it's just that person, the whole album. Yeah, they usually come from somewhere, but yeah. then that like. Uh, you know, like a Black Hippie. Nobody's really talking about Black Hippie, but mm-hmm. they everybody knows Kendrick Lamar. Right. And I think Absol and Schoolboy Q were part of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody knows them individually, but they don't know the collective. Right. You know, that seems to be how it is with the collectives these days. Like, there's no real rap groups around anymore. I think there's individual artists. Eminem and D12. I, yeah, no. and nobody fucking knows about D12. <laughs> <laughs> like, they think Purple Pills is an Eminem song. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that are still around. Uh, Sean Myers was telling me about because he's really he pays attention to a lot of San Francisco uh, hip hop. And there's a couple that come out of there that he likes that are still just like a group. Is he it's like pretty clipping? rare. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew he would. <laughs> yeah, me and Sean are homies. We we get each other. <laughs> um. All right. So there's Doom Beyond the Trees is the title of the mixtape. Yes. Because this all has to do with one collective called Doomtree. Doomtree. Now, when you look up Doomtree, there's like seven or eight people. So I'm I'm curious as to how you picked the people that you did. Seven or eight? Really? Um, uh, on Wikipedia, there was like at least six people there. Well, think, okay. They lost some previous members too, but I think uh, there's okay. about six or seven people right now. Well... I think Paper Tiger and Laserbeak are members. They're producers, though. But they're they're producers. producers. Yeah. Yeah. But do they have their own stuff, though? Yeah, they have their own albums. That they well, they, they do, but it's like instrumental stuff. Yeah, there's also Mike McTeen. McLon. McLon. From L.A. He's from, he represents Oakland Raiders. Oh, <laughs> he's sick. From LA? <laughs> uh, he's from L.A., and then he moved to uh, Minneapolis. And then... <laughs> it's like the worst trio of things. Yeah. <laughs> from L.A., Raiders fan moves to minnesota <laughs> all of the videos he just has like raiders gear and i'm like okay you do you yeah <laughs> um all right so to start off here i've got this which i don't know how i feel towards this statement here 
It says, Twin Cities hip-hop is characterized best by the alternative hip-hop, underground hip-hop, conscious hip-hop, popularized by atmosphere. One, I don't like the term alternative hip-hop. I really don't like it. It bothers me. Um, Another style category includes Midwest hip-hop, heavily influenced by the Chicago mainstream and underground. The content of music speaks about political, economic, and social issues. The beats use influences from jazz, soul, and classic rock. Many rap songs from the Twin Cities speak on social and political issues and also involve personal stories. In the post-2000 years, the Midwest universal sound, including heavy Chicago underground and mainstream influences, have arisen in the young hip-hop movement in the Twin Cities, embracing the sounds of soul sampling and epic drum kits, as made popular by producers such as Kanye West, No ID, and Heat Makers. Um, so one, I don't like that word alternative hip-hop. Hmm. Really bothers me. I think I saw another one as called, described it as indie hip-hop. That makes me feel oh. a little better, but not much. <laughs> I, I saw indie hip-hop, and I'm like, I guess. That okay. makes more sense, but I expect more from it when you say indie hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, but exactly. alternative hip hop, like, so do you not like that for Doomtree or do you not like that for atmosphere and idea and abilities style? I don't like the term. Okay. The term doesn't make any sense to me because hip hop generally is just different throughout the country. Why do you need mm-hmm. a specific term yeah. alternative hip hop for white people? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Well, it. it's not. Oh, I it's mean, the majority. Like, <laughs> Aesop Rock. <laughs> is alternative hip-hop, right? No. And you wouldn't put that no, in... No, 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 no. Yeah, well, I, okay, yes, yes. Okay. Because you wouldn't put it in the same category. I, I, would, I would say it's just hip-hop. I don't understand what's wrong with that. Uh, that's like saying... somebody that likes hip-hop probably wouldn't like Aesop Rock. I mean, But that's fine. Song. Like, hip-hop's yeah. all over the place, though. Yeah, but it's like... It's one of the sub If you call genres. Motley Crue rock... And you're like, somebody's like, I'm a rock fan. And you're like, well, would you like Lifehouse? <laughs> but they're like, no, because that's alternative rock. See, I'm cool like with rock, the term alternative you know? rock. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I get what you're saying because it's, it's not regional. Yeah, exactly. And like we have like Southern rock and then we have rock. Yeah. You know, and we have East Coast hip hop, West Coast hip hop. And then Midwest. And Midwest. You got Midwest. Apparently. You've got Southern. You've got. Yeah, I got Georgia. Yeah, you've got the Pacific Atlanta. Northwest. You've got hip hop all over the country that has its own unique style. I don't know why they just decide to categorize this as alternative hip hop. Yeah. yeah I'm trying pop- to think of other examples of it because I used to listen to a lot of this, like atmosphere and idea and abilities and stuff like that. See, that I didn't me- consider alternative hip hop. When I hear the term alternative hip-hop, I think, oh, P.O.D. That's rap rock. Which is? Uh, Alternative hip-hop. Alternative rock. (laughs) 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 I would consider, when I hear that, I hear Linkin Park. Um, I'm nodding my head in disapproval. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of when I hear the term. I hear hear ba-wa-da-ba. I mean, that's Midwest. <laughs> yeah. That's Michigan. <laughs> that's town. No, that's town south. Detroit. Yeah. That's Detroit. He's from Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Detroit's in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I also don't know enough about, from what I've heard from the Twin Cities hip hop, 
I don't. So the three, arguably the three biggest rappers from Chicago are Kanye, Common, and Lupe Fiasco. And Chance. And now you've got... (laughs) (laughs) And moving on. uh, Freddie Gibbs, technically. He's from the South part, from Gary. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then you've got R. Kelly, but he's his own... (laughs) He's his own thing. <laughs> He's in prison. <laughs> Which, out of all the, the Midwest hip-hop that I've heard, I don't hear any common Kanye or Lupe fiasco at all. No. <laughs> no, you said Kanye no. there. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't... I don't hear it at all. Their beats, no. they're not, like... They're not, they're not based off, like, funk and old, like, kind of stuff like no. that. I don't hear samples. <laughs> well, they said in the description for this, they said it's based on jazz. Yeah. Uh, like... <laughs> Jazzy beats, and jazz like, and soul. None of this <laughs> is based yeah. on jazz or soul, but old atmosphere and old idea and abilities. The stuff that I liked was jazz based beats. The the way like a old MF Doom is kind mm. of, mm-hmm. which is what I liked about it. Uh, but it's definitely made for white people. But some of their <laughs> older, like some of the stuff I have on here, is their older stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, but not old enough to be like that old original style. Oh, I mean, like, if for, for Doom Tree wise, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. the older stuff. Yeah, and I see no influences. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, what's fun? I, I don't feel good calling this hip hop though. Just hip hop, you know. I mean, so like, I'm fine summing it up as this is hip hop. I'm with, like Mike. It's it's fine. Then, because I don't know if I want to throw. I mean, I would just call it rap rock if you're not going to call it hip hop. <laughs> Rap rock, really? Yeah. I mean, the last song for sure. <laughs> oh uh, n- no! Okay, come, no, no, come no, 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 no! Mike, you're a pos. <laughs> yeah, P-O-D. I just I had listened to this and thought RJ finally snuck some rap rock onto the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only there's some ska to bring it all. <laughs> bring it all home. Um, all right, so let's start off with track number one here. Uh, off of There's Doom Beyond the Trees. Uh, Sufficiently Breathless by Cecil Otter off the album Rebel Yellow. Track number four off that album, three minutes and 34 seconds. This really bothered me that his name is Kyle Smith, um, better <laughs> known as a stage name Cecil Otter, um, is a rapper and producer based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's a founding member of the indie hip-hop collective Doom Tree. Yeah, indie hip-hop just feels better. It does. Uh, Rebel Yellow is a studio album by Cecil Otter, blah, 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 originally released on Doomtree Records in 2008. It was re-released on Strange Famous Records in 2009. Um, Rebel Yellow is entirely produced by Cecil Otter with contributions from Corel. Uh, the album included one feature total from fellow Doomtree member POS. Um, RJ. Yes. What brought you to this song? So, uh, Cecil Otter, he has his unique alternative hip hop style, and he he's this with the rest of the Doom Tree, like kind of just their whole. Everyone has their unique style, being in a collective. Mm-hmm. And I I've heard this album. I've heard like two other albums by him, and it, it's a very laid back version of the hip hop, if you will. It's just, it's like slower paced. It's kind of like a slow, like I, I'm it, like jazz influence. <laughs> and it's kind of just one of those where it's it, it, like, and there's a handful of songs that I'm like, all right, it works for what it is, 
But some of them I'm like, all right, I do like this because it kind of has like, you know, sometimes it's like the theme of the song. And I was like, all right, I like the theme of this song versus like his other stuff that he has. So I was like, oh, I feel like this could go with my mix. And I decided to pick it because that just to get a different like, you know, branching out of the different artist. Mm. Yeah, this song to me sounded the most like atmosphere or Aesop Rock that I've heard or mm-hmm. even MF Doom. There's something I, I can't put my finger on his style that makes it seem the most like what I've heard from this area of the country. Hmm. I don't know if that's correct as a statement. Interesting. Because a lot of the stuff I, I like, he has it just like take the song but slow it down, and yeah. I'm just like, ah, I'm just chopped and screwed. Yeah, I was, yeah, <laughs> so, totally screwed, slowed and thrown. And I'm just like, <laughs> ah, like I like this because, but it, like everything else, it's like it's just a slowed down version, just like a calming, like it doesn't get me going at all. And it's just like, yeah, okay, it's not a bad song, but it's just like, oh, I like this one out of the rest of them. Hmm. So I threw this one on. Okay. He is different. Like, if you're like, listen to POS, you're like, oh, completely different. Listen to Mike McLawn, totally different. Yeah. I, and he wears like a fedora. The, yeah. Yes. Seeing that, you know, <laughs> that's upsetting. The name so, and the pictures just yep. bother me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I never got into Cecil Otter or Sims out of the whole collective. Um, there's, I mean, really only like two artists of the collective that I liked. Uh, I did listen to Sea Slaughter before. Listening to this mix, I realized that I can almost now pinpoint the songs that RJ likes compared to ones that I like. Like different aspects of it. Does it have to do with a specific type of chorus? A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Because I noticed that that a lot of these song structures, they have a very particular or predictable pop chorus that Yes just elevates and then it comes back down. Yeah. Verse. Then elevates, it, then comes back like down to the verse. Formulaic song structures yes. is what what he likes, what he leans towards. Um, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Blink down. 182. Yeah. <laughs> but these uh, originated, like Blink-182 got their inspiration from this band. Oh, this is how yeah, they yeah. traveled yeah, to the collective. future and listened to Sea Slaughter. <laughs> But uh, like also the the beat of the songs, um, you like the ones that are more traditional, like marching, uh, not marching band, but kind of like marching band esque, mm. where it's so like on time and structured, um, and like anthemic in a way, like nothing mm. like clipping, nothing like clipping, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not oh, like 100%. clipping, not like Absol, <laughs> no like bad bad not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I've noticed that that's a lot of the stuff that RJ leans towards compared to the stuff that I lean towards. Yeah, because your yeah. your brain's all over the place. Oh, so it's all fucked up. <laughs> so that's the music the you like. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going on? Um, yeah, so... Where RJ is like, this makes sense because I could put it in a box. Yes. And here we go. Yeah. I've heard this before, <laughs> and I liked it before. I'm yeah. safe. I've heard comfortable. Yes. I heard this when the other artist did it, and I like it when this other artist does it. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Like, so this song sounded the most generic to me on yeah. the mixtape, and this is one that I wasn't uh, familiar with that much. And I never really listened to Sea Slaughter that much, but uh, I realized that he did one of my favorite albums of – not all time, but one of my favorite albums, which was the Fugazi collaboration where he uh, compiled songs of Fugazi and Wu-Tang Clan and put them together. <laughs> and it's so cool. 
And I was like, <laughs> that is a good one. It like legit got me more into Wu Tang Clan. That's funny. So I was like, Fugazi with Wu Tang? Like, yeah. they have some cool ass songs on there. And then I listen to his album. Like, I listen to some other songs by him, and there's a couple that I like more than this one. Mm-hmm. But they're all like pretty generic um, alternative hip hop, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got a guitar in this song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but he doesn't announce it like last time. <laughs> guitar. Guitar. <laughs> like the darkness. No, no, it was cake. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cake could be on this list too. <laughs> alternative yeah. hip hop cake. I could see cake starting this collective. That's yeah. like alternative hip hop ska. <laughs> that's it, that is alternative. That's indie ska. Yeah. Cake is indie ska. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's true. Um, Post ska. All, right. <laughs> all right, moving on to track number two. We've got Mineshaft from Dessa uh, off the EP False Hopes. Uh, it's the first track off the EP. Coming in at two minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, Dessa Wander. I like that she just uses her name. Um, Better known as her stage name, Dessa, is an American rapper, singer, writer, and former record executive. She is a member of the indie collective Doomtree. False Hopes was her debut EP uh, that was released on Doomtree Records in 2005. In a 2008 interview with the AV Club, Dessa said, I felt a little more confident in my ability, and I knew that some people in Minneapolis... Had liked the first project, so I felt a little more confident in my attack. Um, she has a very interesting delivery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RJ, I, I'm assuming you had to pick her, right? Because she's yes. part of the collective. Uh, how'd you come to this song? Uh, out of all the artists, I think it was her and POS that I favored more. Mm-hmm. Um. She she has an interesting story just in general. I think uh, I forgot who. I think it was like literally Cecil Otter, POS, and I forgot who the other artist was that like formed Doomtree. They were like at some festival and they saw Dessa just kind of doing her like a, a live poetry reading thing. And they were like, you know, you could take that and put a beat behind it and you could be a rapper. <laughs> and they kind of just kind of met her and introduced her to hip hop. And she's just like, whoa, I can read my poems with rap so she was one of those like you know i forgot what they call them like the people that beat do, poet beat poetry uh, yeah. yeah something like or my just, pussy like, is yeah. wet <laughs> so wet <laughs> so clean isn't that called wop dripping yeah. drip yeah. drip drip swipe it like a credit card <laughs> so R. kelly lied i guess they initially <laughs> met and and it just her just in general, I like how she she'll like use a, actually a live like band and percussion and orchestra. With that, mm. I, I have one of her uh, albums. I have um, a lot to say about that. <laughs> I have one of her. Uh, what was it? Record Store Day came out, and I bought one of her records. That was like a, a live orchestra behind her rapping, singing, whatever on top of it. So it, it's cool. I, I enjoyed her. This song was probably one of them that I saw first, and I was just like, oh, it's 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 different. It's unique. It's not the hip-hop beat behind it. So I was like, I want this song on the mix. I'll say that when she goes fast, I enjoy it. If that hmm. makes sense. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> she has a very interesting cadence and delivery that mm. I think to, to, to some people would be interesting. Because yeah. it's – because, I mean – in hip hop, it's really hard to have your own voice, and she does. 
It's just for a very particular person. Yeah. So why did you pick this one version? Because, or off of this album in general, I mean, out of any Dessa song, why did you pick I this like the one? song. Okay. <laughs> Do you like other Dessa songs? Yes, there's probably like 20 of them that I like. Yeah, so, but why off of this album and not like the Caster the Twin album, where she has like the live instrumentation and she does a lot of these same songs? Or well, it would have been like different with like that throwing a live song onto this mix. I, I will say that RJ's choice of yeah. songs all sound like they come from the same person. So yes. So if you're referring to her other albums, that might throw off the whole sound of the mix. And Mike might be like, "This sounds live." Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I just hate it even more. True. <laughs> but. I think that Dessa has some more impressive stuff on the later albums. If you so, if you were trying to make a mix to um, to get somebody into Doomtree or introduce them to Doomtree, personally, I would have went with like if you just want to go off of this album, that song Dixon's Girl, which is kind of like the single. She, she does more singing later on, though, for other ones. So yeah. Dixon's Girl, it's singing. Versus that's not a hip-hop. So I was trying to go with the rapping part with this one. So I noticed okay. that because on Spotify, I listened to other of her stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's you're, all you're singing. singing. She's singing on yeah, all interesting. of All her newer stuff is singing. That's why I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, like that. Which I, I preferred listening album. to her sing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, yeah. <laughs> I prefer those albums. But but does she sing in Doomtree songs? Or she, does she I mean, rap? Yes, yes. Uh, well, she does. She does like oh, she does her own. She's like, like she, talk sings, you know? Yeah. It's like poetry singing. Poetry with a melody, kind of. With a beat, like, you know, poetry beat. Yeah. Beat off. I've got more to say about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Poetry beat. (laughs) But, yeah, I I thought it was interesting picking this one version of it. Um, Because it's a a good song. I like the song. I like her delivery. And I like what she does. But uh, I thought it was interesting this, like, picking this one out of her whole catalog. It's like even Dixon's Girl, because it's for Dixon's Girl, Mm -hmm. and that would have slowed it all down. So it's like versus you know all the other ones, they did have slower melodies and tempos and stuff, but that would have thrown it all off. For me, the the layman of Twin Cities hip hop, yeah, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there is the energy from track number one goes through track number five. Yes, it does not change energy at all through the whole mix. Not even in five with the guitar. It's distorted. It's distorted. Yeah. It's distorted. All right, we'll get there. I love we'll Linkin Park there. cover bands. They're great. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah. Lost it all. Um, all right. Moving on to track number three. Then, for some reason, I'm curious as to why, RJ, you put the Doomtree song in the middle. Um so we've got Slow Burn by Doomtree off False Hopes. Wait, no. Uh, I think it is. Is it? So, so she has hopes. an EP called False Hopes? They all have EPs oh, or albums called False Hopes. I think they have like 15 of them. Each of them. Yeah. Which I thought was part of the theme at first. Don't know. Like like, it was a theme. I don't it was? Like that. They, they have like False Hopes, okay, like I, 19 yeah, I, or something like that. Yeah. They I, just were just doing it over and over yeah. again. You just ruined something for me. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, let's go back. Rewind 30 seconds. <laughs> this is off of No Kings. I think this is off of No Kings. False Hopes? <laughs> yes, no, no. Mike. No, it's not a false hope. <laughs> uh, so Doomtree is an American hip-hop collective and record label from Minnesota. Uh, the collective has seven members. Dessa, Cecil Otter, POS, Sims, Mike McClan. McClan. Paper Tiger, and Laserbeak. Uh, the collective is known for incorporating a wide range of musical influences into their work with lyrical complexity and wordplay and their annual Doomtree blowout events held in Minneapolis venues to showcase their group performances and the Twin Cities music scene. As a group, Doomtree's sound reflects being a collective of many members with unique individual musical influences. Officially classified as hip-hop, the influences of jazz, punk rock, Blues, rock, and soul yeah. can be detected throughout their music. That sounds like alternative hip-hop to me. Sounds like rap rock. Doomtree <laughs> is known for having tangled, multi-hued, and pointed, pointedly intellectualized lyrics and with cerebral rhymes and moody beats. Oh. False Hopes is a series of albums from uh, Doomtree. These albums are released in between official releases and the content sometimes reappears on the official releases in reworked fashion. This is the 12th False Hopes installment and the first to feature all members of Doomtree. So it took them 11 tries to get all of them on there. Sometimes trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so RJ, why'd you pick the Doomtree song to be right in the middle? So it just kind of you know you know you know Little sometimes you tree sandwich you know you're like you're sitting there okay okay I need so you this is the both, meat no I need yeah, you to both visualize this yeah you're at a grocery store okay all right both, am I by the melons okay hold on okay are both their eyes closed yep Devin's is yep. Mike uh, depends on what grocery store we're at okay okay I only um, close my eyes in Whole Foods <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, think he, I think he means right now no no, 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 no. if I'm in Food Max my eyes are wide open okay, okay. Yeah, you okay, gotta no, watch no, your no, back no. at Food Max bro we're definitely in Sprouts because I like my okay. Zevias okay <laughs> so so we're in Sprouts I get my some Zevias right mm. you're right next to me like you're like why are you getting Zevias I'm going to the hummus yeah so <laughs> Devin's going to the hummus Mike where are you going I'm getting I'm a sandwich get... from the counter. Yeah, so there's this group of three guys that come in. I'm going to get a kombucha and drink it while I shop. <laughs> and they ran up to all three of us, and they whacked us all in the dicks. Oh, shit. And they just leave. And then we're like, Doomtree. Wait. Yeah, that's it. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay, wait, hold on. Multiple I'm, people? I'm, I'm getting ZV. Yeah, three. Just three guys. Just three of them. One wait, for wait. each of us. So <laughs> Devin's getting I'm kombucha. drinking my kombucha, <laughs> and then he slaps me in the nuts. I'm in Zevia section. Wait. And I do a spit take all over the place. Is... Is my eyes still closed? Yeah, you're, you're in sprouts. Your eyes are closed. So yeah, I'm ordering sick. a sandwich. Eyes closed. With my eyes closed. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a random guy just runs up to you. Whap. So I could really be over next to cookies then. Yeah, you might be talking to <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah. Talking the milk. Uh, yeah. I want a sandwich. It's like, Do you guys have Dutch crunch? <laughs> so I'm at Panera Bread. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If we're at that awesome. sprouts, I'm over at Panera Bread then. Just yeah. wings and teeth of the doom tree. Whap. All right. And you're like, ah, why'd you happen here? It just, it just happened. Okay. So it's, this is. So no reason. <laughs> yeah, no reason. So that's was, what you're getting at. It's, there's no okay. reason. So listening to the, all the other songs, I was like, they kind of have this, like, not we're awesome, we're great song structure. And 
I was trying to listen to the Doomtree Collective, all their albums they have. And I was like, I'm trying to just find a sadder, like not positive outgoing song. And I kind of was going next, 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 next. I was like, ah, this song works. So that's how this ended up on here. Sadder, not positive. Yes. Okay. So I was like, eh, this damn, this fine. Now, I had like three other aversions, and I was like, I'm just going to pick this one because I don't want to keep on thinking about it. Devin, is this an accurate depiction of Doomtree, this song? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say it is just because it. there's songs that better showcase each of the artists, and this one, they kind of blend in. There's only, yeah, Dessa's not in this? There's only two artists in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's so Mike it's not really they like, do their backup on their chorus, but that's it. So it just seemed like, like a, another. Is Cecil Otter on this? It's Sims and uh, well, I don't know who does the chorus. POS is on it too. It, mm. On part of it, he's like does like the end of a chorus every <laughs> once in a while. Like they kind of trade off in the uh, the chorus so verse of the chorus. So or something. I see that you just said it's something like that's so much better. Thing. I much prefer just the hype man. Just a hype man yeah. saying some oh, random shit. A Lil John? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suck that dude. Yeah. If you just want to East Side Boys, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. say it. Yeah, whistle while you twerk. Beat the pussy up, beat the pussy up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, I don't think it just, I don't think it showcased the artists altogether. I don't know if this whole album has everybody on it. But they do have another album called No Kings that I thought was, uh, I thought that was a good album. Um, I think it has the song Bang a Rang on it, or that might be, is that on that album? Yeah. I thought that would have been a good one, but it, it has a, a lot of positive energy, I would say. Which yeah, is, they're always yeah. just go, 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 yes. let's do it. And it's like, ah, try yes. to find one not like So that, that. is interesting that. Mike, you were saying, does yeah. this showcase what Doomtree is? And RJ's saying this is the only song that really showcases what they're not. It sounded pretty which positive to me. It, it did. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Because they, they always have their, like, you know, the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, where they always come in, they sing, yeah. and it's like, you know, backup vocals, and it's like, ah, it, stop it. It seems like what it is, which is like a group of friends all get together in a room, and they're like, let's make music, guys. Like yeah. They're making sound Now your music. turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just so stoked to be around. Literally, it's just people in a room, and somebody has a djembe, and somebody has like, an, I don't know, an acoustic, and they're like jamming out. Eight, Ooh, very said, specific sounding 808. I said this yeah. before. Uh, was it last week or the week before? But I said that I don't really like happy music. And I think that it applies to hip-hop as well. Oh, yeah. I don't like happy hip-hop. Yeah. Have you heard Thrift Shop? <sighs> These songs sound happy to me. You know, as soon as Macklemore started gaining popularity and I listened to him, mm-hmm. I stopped liking this style of music. Mm. Because I, I don't think I, I listen to these guys anymore. don't like Macklemore. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Save that thought. Save okay. that thought. Okay. But <laughs> I will say, listening to Thoughts this mix, saved. I listened to some Dessa and some POS, and I'm like, okay, I still like these guys. Hmm. The other ones, not so much. But, but yeah, for as far as Doomtree goes, a lot more positive in their other songs and a lot more upbeat and a lot cooler beats. Whereas this beat was kind of just, it was just there. Yeah. This actually was not a laser beak or a... Um... Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. Hmm. Are any of these songs produced by them? I don't know. I don't know on the top of my head. 
because I know all that, of these songs, without even looking it up, I knew that oh, all of these came out between like 2002 and 2008. Yeah. There's something have, yeah. so specific about their sound that I'm like, oh, yeah, this they all came from that. Yes. This yeah. is not new at all. <laughs> yeah. So POS and uh, Doomtree had albums that came out after that yeah. that I much more. POS is the only one that's not in that algorithm. Yeah, and I I much more appreciate their newer stuff after they get out of that weird slump, mm. you know? Yeah. All it right, has maybe. a different sound to it, a different maybe. feel. Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, you will... Okay, I have a thought about that. Okay. okay. So track number four, we've got So It Goes by Sims off the album Lights Out Paris. Track number five off the album, three minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, Andrew Sims, uh, American rapper from Minnesota, Doomtree, blah, blah, blah. Lights Out Paris is the first studio album uh, from him. Um, it was released in 2005 and includes guest appearances from POS, Crescent Moon, uh, Toki Wright, among others. Uh, the album was re-released with four remixes and five songs from Sims, uh, False Hopes, four on vinyl in June 2015. Uh, the album is produced by Laserbeak, MK Larda, POS, Tom Servo, and Paper Tiger. Um, it features Mike McLen, McLen, Tokyo, right? <laughs> Crescent Moon, Cecil Otter, POS, and Desta. Um, I'll say for me, this was the song that I enjoyed the most. So I don't know what that means. Huh. Um, I think it has to do with the music itself. It sounded more hip hop, less alternative. Interesting. Okay. So, and it says that the album was produced by Laserbeak and Paper Tiger. I don't know what which one had to do with the song, but hmm. I will say that. Um, so I made an alternative to this uh, mixtape, like five songs by the same artist mm-hmm. that I like liked more. Like I had a few different versions. This was the only one that I was like, eh, "This is kind of the best song by this artist." Mm, but, interesting. It's my second least favorite song on the mixtape. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, there's something about his delivery and the the music itself that I I was able to enjoy the most out of the five songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it it reminded me of the first song a little bit though, right? Really? Uh, uh, the I beat, mean, the, the beat was better. The chorus, yes. Yeah, how they yeah all the songs uh, except yeah. for maybe the Dessa song was the only one that may have a different song structure maybe. Yeah, but the rest of them all have the same song structure. Yeah, okay. Um, RJ, yes. How'd, how'd you come to the song from Sims? So Sims, okay. So he has a lot of those positive songs on his things on his like albums, but there's a handful of ones that are like, all right, that's kind of a downer. And I, I mean, I do like my downer songs. So it's like I listened to this one, and I remember just back in the day when I used to be a nice little college student. I used to just have the headphones on as I was typing away at an essay, and he's just like going at it, and it's the music comes on. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a sad song. <laughs> so I listened to it, and then to you know, just somebody about drinking and alcoholism and just the stuff with about his dad. And I'm like, I kind of dig the song. So I, you know, I listened to it again. And then like, you know, 30 other thousand times I've listened to it. And I was like, I kind of like this song. Um, so, so Sims usually has a positive outgoing outlook on everything. But this song just always stuck with me. Um, I was like, this needs to go with, you know, just doom, if you will. It's something sad of the mixtape. 
I wanted to throw this on there just to show towards uh, you know just the sad side of themes by Sims. MF Doom came onto the scene way before Doom Tree, right? Yes. I wonder why they chose to use the word Doom Tree. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because they have a collaboration with Rhyme Sayers, which is Atmosphere's label called Doom Sayers. Well, POS does mm. not Doom Tree. They're not oh. involved. It's just POS. Mm. POS assigned to their label to. He I seems think it was started by POS in general. Like he was kind of the the ringleader of Doom Tree. Yeah, he seems to be the most famous one. Yeah, he's like or the, the most well known. Or he's he's one of the founders of it yeah. too. So he's how I heard about. And he has like eight other like, co- the collectives, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to track number five, we've got "POS Is Ruining My Life" by POS off Audition. Track number eleven, three minutes and nineteen seconds. Steph Stefan Laron Alexander, uh, known Stephon as POS. Laron. American hip hop artist from Minnesota, Doomtree, uh, also building better bombs, gangs, marijuana death squads, Seno species, four fists, and shredders. Um, when you uh, look on Spotify, uh, four fists and shredders come up. Uh, building better bombs was it on there? Uh, I don't think as the because uh, you can only put so many. For the like associated acts, you know, well, I think like, the, the four shredders is like it's an, they're another hip hop thing, oh, they okay. so they have no previous stuff of him. Building better bombs is like a punk band, mm-hmm. like straight up punk. Interesting, that's like cool. not like that's rap why rock. he's using rap rock. Okay, that makes more sense now. Yes, yeah, he was like he came out as like I'm a punk rocker, like yeah, really loud should... guitars, just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> he had maybe a just stick patch. to that then. Mm-hmm. He had a sick back patch, like leather jacket. <laughs> um, Audition is the second solo studio album. Came out in 2006. Uh, in June 2020, POS released a statement regarding allegations of sexual assault and abuse by his touring DJ. In response to this, multiple women came forward accusing POS himself of a history of manipulation and emotional abuse. July 2020, POS responded with these allegations and announced that he was stepping away from music. You took away my quote. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant his DJ molested him no. when they were on the road. Those allegations. Seems so his like DJ allegedly molested him? Hey, man, if you step away from music, you might have did something wrong. Might have done something. Especially if you're not that famous. Well, well, yeah. You know? Released a statement regarding allegations of sexual assault and abuse by his touring DJ. No, the, so the allegations came out from his touring DJ. Not that oh, he did. It. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought he was releasing a statement. No, that his, his touring, touring DJ, DJ was, was like, like yeah. he used to touch my pee-pee when I was just... <laughs> yeah, no. he was mixing the tables as he sucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, you know his name's piece of shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get what you get, buddy. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. I'm you sign the dotted line. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> Um, all right, so for me, RJ, I'm glad this song was at the end because it's the most rap rock song on this <laughs> mixtape. Uh, I guess, why did you pick this song? Is this a I good think, representation I th- of POS? I think this is the first song that I heard by him. Oh, okay. And Devin, I think, I believe, showed me this, and I was like, oh, that's different. 
He's kind of doing like a little just loud distorted. I think this is the introduction to rap rock. This was alternative hip hop of its time. It's this 2006. The, uh, the six, definitive yeah. Linkin alternative. Park and Limp Bizkit and P.O.D. Uh, no. Are, are no. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just jumped on that bandwagon. That's why I liked it so much. Okay. Because no, I was a Biscuit fan rolling all the way. Yeah. Nookie. For that cookie, so you can <laughs> shove it up your yeah, 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 yeah. I was all about that. What? <laughs> significant other. Chocolate stuffing. <laughs> no, no. Have you heard significant other? Yeah, three dollar bill, yo. Oh, that's before. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, he showed me this one. And I was like, that's different. I don't know who this is. And then Devin showed me like, so here's the artist and POS. And I think maybe from there, I kind of looked up other people that were like associated with him and of course you know like you know atmosphere and all that came about but uh this one was just like it's different so then i started looking into other songs by him and you know he has that very positive side to him but he also has like a negative side too but it's just like this one i feel like just you know pos ruined my life <laughs> and i'm like i just like it i think it stood out especially towards the i wanted to put this towards like the end of the mix did you know that there's a music genre called rapcore? I do not. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the bands. I'm looking them yeah. right now. Uh, is this like Cold World? No, Beastie Boys is considered a rapcore. That's gross. Same with 311. <laughs> Devin? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, he's raging like a Cajun over here. Same with Bloodhound Gang. Oh, wait. <laughs> the bad touch? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Same with Cottonmouth Kings. Oh, oh KMK? <laughs> shit. Did you know that there is a Rap Rock Wikipedia page? <laughs> is POS on it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Papa Roach is on it. What? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I can't think of a time when he rapped, except for... What is the difference between rap and singing? Then? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We'll get into that. Actually. Like, last resort. I want to talk like, about that. You know, he has that part, like the yeah. verse. Like, oh, start when I lost. You know, like, <laughs> that's... That's singing <laughs> but he's it's kind it's like a little bit faster so is yeah. that rap all right so well Devin's okay can i describe sorry can i tell you who's to blame for all of this there's mm. two people Beastie boys no because they're hip-hop right. it's two bands rage against mm. the machine and red hot chili peppers <laughs> okay. okay they're to blame mm. yeah <laughs> Think about. I don't know about. I don't know about Rage Against the Machine because. Oh, here we go. Here's a rage head. Okay, you're thinking. <laughs> you're thinking of like the the, the album. <laughs> yes, in a way. Yeah, you mean the songs that would define other bands going forward? <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking of like the newer hits. Oh, like yeah. the newer the ones rage. that are. Yes, <laughs> off of the album that was a cover album of hip hop songs, <laughs> which was technically rap rock. <laughs> but like Battle of Los Angeles isn't rap rock. That's like just a badass rock oh, album. Yeah, it's so sick. <laughs> you just like it because there's like driving bass. Pulls up Oh, pulls up so sick. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there's just hints of reggae, so you're in too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how they came up with the name reggae? Huh? The guitar. Um, they. I think Bob Marley described it as oh. sounding like reggae. 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 They're like, yeah, let's call it reggae. <laughs> I'm going to call and ask him right now. <laughs> I think that's how they came up with the name for Scott, too. Devin, do you like POS? Well, not anymore. <laughs> oh, I found out it's rap rock. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that this was the best choice to put on here for POS. Ah, interesting. Um, because this is the song that I heard first that got me into listening to POS and then I listened to the whole album and the rest of the album is nothing like this. Mm-mm. So that's interesting that it is I'm not going to completely disagree <laughs> that it's technically rap rock but just because it has the guitar. But I think that's what brought me into it in the first place which it was a a hip hop beat based on a guitar whereas rap rock is more of the Papa Roach style. Hey man, you know. if you if you were to take a diehard Lincoln Park fan and you showed them this song and they liked it, then it's rap rock to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think they would like it. There's not enough screaming though. You know, Chester Bennington had those sick vocals. Cannot be duplicated. <sighs> yeah. That's so funny to me though. There's people that love Lincoln Park. I know. <laughs> Like love, like people were in like tears steel. when Chester killed himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was actually killed by the Illuminati. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much confirmed. Him and Chris Cornell. Yeah, he had those sick gauges too. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were like double zeros. <laughs> they were like so big. But yeah, P.O.S., uh, this album, I think the song makes more sense in the context of the album. Um, and I never thought of it that way before. But uh, I like I like the album. Um, and I do like this song. But what I realized about P.O.S. is I listened to it in 2005, 2006, 2007. When I didn't have anything else of this, of like, a, like an alternative to rap, hip hop. To listen to. Yeah. But now there's so much good rap and hip hop out there that I can't. Do you I mean can... Spotify? <laughs> That's what's so, it's, Spotify is so insane to me, right? Because yes. I could just go on there and just listen to yeah. all, as many Integrity albums as I want to. They're just yeah. there. Whereas yeah. 15 years ago, <laughs> like, to find Integrity was ago. really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it compiles things a little bit like too easily, and it's I love uh, it. It's great. All right, all right, with like okay, remember the old days? You'd go into Dimple Records, and all it said was punk rock. You're like, well, what am I getting into? Yeah, hard looking, rock. Like, what am I getting into? There's would, so many genres. I would buy shit based on the font of the album. <laughs> oh yeah, like, no album, joke. Well, yeah, album covers were so important. Seven's so like important. I bought like seventeen albums. Let's listen to them. I'm like, which, okay, yeah. that was they're still important to me. Which looking at these album yes. covers, I just knew. Yeah, <laughs> true. And that, like that will even on Spotify. If I see an album cover that I don't like, but yeah. I like the song, I probably won't listen to it again. Yeah, like it is that important to me. It really is. Yeah, like when um, when streaming services first started becoming 
a thing. I guess when Pandora Radio Pandora, came out, yeah. that's when I started buying records, like vinyl records, because I could still go to the store and just sort through, you know, a limited selection of stuff that Dimple would order. You know, you don't know what you're going to get there. And then you would kind of stick with record labels. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go for Death Wish or Top Shelf Records or yeah. Top Dog Entertainment, you know. Like, I'll go through the industrial section and see what kind of weird shit's in there and maybe buy, like, a mysterious album. Oh, yeah, and, and you had, like, used. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah, and I bought so much. That's how I got into jazz. Yeah. Um, I bought so many old, like, jazz albums from there. Like Chick Corea and Thelonious, that's how I got into Thelonious Monk, John Coltrane. Like I found some used ones, mm-hmm. you know, just based on the album covers and literally the font. You Who's know? throwing the used ones of like Thelonious Monk album? I, I found one, and it was Old a long time guys. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I only listen to Benny Goodman. <laughs> but you know, like it was all based on the album covers. And there was something fun about just going to the record store. Like I would, I was doing that for years. Well, yeah, that's like week. it was. Herb Albert was like, I thought he was a joke because of his album covers. Yeah, and then I listened to him and I was like, Oh, he's actually kind of good on some songs. <laughs> he's fucking legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the weird thing is he's that I forgot the name of the album. But when you go to a record titties. store, titties, 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 titties. Ass titties. titties. <laughs> but when you go to a record store, you'll see that same Herb Alpert album, at like five copies of it used. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the go-to. If you go to a thrift store, you will see so many copies of that. Yeah, it's it's like everybody had that album and then they died, and it's like it's coming back now in a way where people yeah. can appreciate it. But yeah, the. This shit in like 2005 to 2008, this was the only alternative to the mainstream hip hop that I could find. That that you can get. Yes. Like unless you're listening to the radio and you're just listening to radio hits. But in our area of the world where we were growing up, they didn't have – like you have Common and and like Kanye, right? There's Mm -hmm. a story about Common and Kanye. They were on a college radio station and they had a rap battle between each other. And this was an established co- common who, like, Kanye's like, we need a rap battle. We need a rap battle. And that happened on the college radio station. Like, that shit, we had cake and fucking Tesla. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have that in Sacramento. <laughs> no. <laughs> cake, Tesla, and uh, Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> rap battle. Cool. And And there was, like... I know I can't remember their name, but there's like a Northenio like uh, hip hop group that was in Sacramento. That they weren't huge. It's really? just you, you just knew them because like I only ran into like when I was living in Carmichael and and North Highlands at the time, and that's how yeah. I knew. That's that's how you end up knowing these groups. Where it's yeah. like, okay, those guys are not their news. And blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't mess with them. <laughs> don't go to their shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I've got a lot of thoughts, okay? Okay. Okay, my first thought, RJ, you're going to be happy, and Devin, you're going to be upset with this thought, okay? okay? My first thought is that after listening to this, and I and I was diving deeper into Spotify to try to find something. I was trying to find something with these guys that I can latch on to. I personally couldn't. And I really think Eminem needs more credit. 
I really do. I'm going to leave for like 10 minutes. I'll come back. It's fine. Keep on going. I think that he deserves more credit. I really do. I think that, like, name the next most successful white rapper that doesn't sound like they're from the Midwest. Yeah. No. Right? No. Macklemore. Yeah, exactly. That's who you have. Yep. And I'm like, he deserves more credit. I don't know. He's from Detroit like Kid Rock. I know. He's from the Midwest, yet he does not sound because what? I, I mean, atmosphere... Atmosphere was in the '90s when he started. Yeah, late night, mid mm-hmm. mid to late '90s Later. when he became popular. Right. So like, yeah. Eminem would have had to have heard Atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because Eminem yeah. didn't get his big break until what, like ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. It was uh, my name is. And so you got this guy coming from the same like area of the world. Sounds completely different. Has a unique voice. Dr. Dre saw something very unique in him. And then you've got, I think he deserves more credit, Devin. <sighs> not going to agree with that. <laughs> no. RJ? I have a smile. I mean, yeah. yeah, so Blink-182 deserves more credit, too. Oh, yes. Right? No, they're yeah. a pop punk band I, from Southern California. Do you know how many those you can Who name? else has made it <laughs> other than Blink-182? <laughs> name one from San Diego. <laughs> I you don't think where's good Charlotte from? No, got her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Heard of them? You ever heard of? Yeah, ever heard of Pulley? <laughs> no, nobody fucking listens to Pulley. Aquabats. Uh. Okay, oh. wait, wait, wait. They're wait, from wait. Arizona. Hold on. Hold on. Aquabats. They were on tour with Blink One Eighty Two, and Scott Rayner, the previous drummer, decided mm-hmm. he wanted to do family stuff. I believe. Mm-hmm. So the drummer of the Aquabats, named Travis Barker, was like, "I can learn your guys' songs." Joined. Joined Blink-182. Yep. It all comes together. <laughs> so Blink-182 deserves more credit, too. Maybe. Like just because a band is famous doesn't mean uh, that they're I'm good. So much just because right Eminem is famous doesn't mean that he deserves credit. Hey, hold he's, up. He deserves he's got credit. some hits. Oh, okay. yeah. So Kim Kardashian <laughs> okay. deserves more credit than she fucking gets. Because Does she of have some hits? Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chloe Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian is a huge contribution to our society because she's <laughs> so famous. No, Kanye that was nothing. Kanye was talented. Look, every once got, in a while, a talented of the person most, will make it to the mainstream. One of the most prolific people in hip hop, Dr. Dre, who says that this is the guy who becomes the guy who is this different is the than guy, all the white guys. This is a guy who will make me money. Yeah, is what he He's saw, right. and he was right. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make him good. Macklemore, he's got some hurts. hits. He's got some yeah. hits. Yeah, a lot of people have hits. There's a lot of <laughs> weird times in music. I mean, Ludacris has more hits, not more hits than then Eminem. He became they a have, there's a lot of hits. National movie star. Yeah. Now, yeah, because of his hits. Yeah. I, I don't even know That's his acting name, his real name, but. Chris Bridges. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's what he goes by. <laughs> That's how I know. Fast and Furious. Get it? Luda. All Chris I'm saying Luda. is that he deserves more credit. He deserves more respect. <laughs> the uproar. <laughs> From I listening. I wasn't expecting that. I'm crying. Right? <laughs> now, my second uh, thought, right, is you've got this Midwest hip-hop, right? 
that is it's got a lot of white people it's not predominantly white but it's a lot of white people um i saw that there's some other people that come from that area um that i tried listening to them and i didn't like them at all um so it might just be that area of the world or hip-hop's really hard i don't really know if but, it's not doom tree it ain't from me <laughs> that's what i always say but the other thing i was thinking about is you've got like I, I, I need to talk to with Sean Myers more about this because I had this thought yesterday because there's been since, what, for about like f- six years now, there's a growing movement in hip-hop that's primarily, there's a lot of white guys in it <laughs> that does the emo hip-hop. And rap rock? Yes. Like Ghost Man? Uh, yeah, he definitely... He's a little, he, he's a little <laughs> different. I feel I feel weird about Ghost Man because I understand that he does things rap. that I can't stand with new metal and I'm like I don't know how he's doing it but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you've got these guys that little people was the most famous one uh, yeah. who passed away and you you've got these guys that are doing this that are per, a lot of them are white. They're not all white, but a lot of them are white and they're doing this slow style mumble not quite mumble hip-hop but just like singing emo yeah. hip-hop they call that mumble rap yeah mumble, mumble rap it's, it's its own thing it's a little bit different than what they do they they do that like emo hip-hop thing yeah sound rap i guess which is like yeah. the new version of this well yeah it's like rap mixed with like an emo band yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the most up-to-date because listening to all the the Midwest hip hop that I tried listening to through Spotify, it all it didn't matter to me what year it came from. It looked like it all came from like the same source material. Yeah, meaning Can that I, like they don't bridge too far away from that distinct sound from there. Yeah. Can I ruin everything? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So literally, I listen to this at work, and then I have my autoplay. Yeah. And the bands that came on, of course, you have atmosphere, you have like, you know, idea, abilities, stuff like that. But then Passion Pit came on. What? Hold on. And then Tegan and Sarah. What? And I was like, I'd give up on Spotify. Your algorithm's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then I, it's like, you got a virus. <laughs> I wonder how much, because I don't, I don't know this. I have nothing to base this off. It's one of the reasons why I want to talk to Sean Myers about it. But, like, I wonder how much of this, like, what influences in hip-hop the most of this, like, newer emo hip-hop? Um, so, you never got into Atmosphere, did you? No. I've, I've heard some stuff. A lot of people that were into like underground music in general got into atmosphere mm-hmm. and that's how I got into it. I was never into hip hop or rap growing up at all. Yeah. And then I heard atmosphere and that was kind of my jumping off point. Like I had, I mean, there was like a few, like, I, I mean, if anything, I listened to more R and B like boys and men, Montel Jackson, like TLC. And I liked Eminem. Montel Jordan. Sorry. I'm gonna piss on you. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I grew up not listening to rap and then listening to alternative music and metal and indie and shit like that, not caring about hip hop. And then this got me into, or atmosphere got me into hip hop. And then I listened to um, hieroglyphics and Grouch and Eli. And there's this whole other section of hip hop that was like 
it's like a hip hop purgatory. It's mm-hmm. like this style doesn't exist anymore for good reason. Yeah. But it deserves a mention in the history of hip hop. So I think Yeah, a especially lot of people... if it's if atmosphere is like the the link towards these guys too. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because because like, I was, I was. What different. else would have gotten them into hip hop? You know, uh, if they're into alternative music, like what does bridge that gap? You know, yeah, yeah. So, I was different because growing up, my dad exclusively listened to reggaeton and hip hop. That's all he listened to. So, uh, like from my dad and from that side of the family, or the Puerto Rican side of the family, that's all I heard. And my older siblings, which I have a lot, they only listen to hip hop. That's it. And so, like, I, when these guys and I first heard them, I was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And it's still the same. Years later, I still listen to this, and I have no idea what it is. It's the voice, the cadence. It's the, even some some of the music on these tracks, I didn't mind. But there's Mm -hmm. something about this that, like, I just, I, I even try taking a deeper dive into Spotify. And be like, can I find something that I can actually grasp onto? And I couldn't. I don't know what it is. I would say listen to the album Seven's Travels by Atmosphere. And see how you feel about just that album. Or if you're like very lukewarm, if that's like a 5 out of 10 for you, listen to Idea and Abilities. uh, I think it's their only album. I think it's self-titled. Um listen to that one and those are the two kind of like flagship midwest hip-hop albums that i would say to like kind of understand not to necessarily like enjoy nowadays but to kind of understand where these guys are coming from and where a lot of people that weren't into hip-hop could get into that style of music yeah yeah i guess if i can find i want to just find something that i can appreciate yeah because the more I listen to this mix, RJ, the more it make me angry. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Like I, it I is. It's specific. Like hip hop. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Because it's like a, literally when I put this together, I literally just instantly thought of Aesop Rock, and I was like, people that listen yeah. to Aesop Rock, they're not going to be like, oh, this is true hip hop, and it's like, no, this is the same thing. Yeah. Except this guy's using a thesaurus to. to rap. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, I forget who's on that Freddie Gibbs song. Uh, but someone's on a Freddie Gibbs song and they're rapping and they're making fun of uh, rappers who use big words. <laughs> How dare they? No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you, just side note: there's a newer song that came up by um, ASAP Rock on my like new release thing on Spotify, and he slowed himself down quite a bit. You ASAP Rock? Yeah, like there's literally like uh, prior, it's just him throwing tons of vocabulary at you where he's just like, this song's about this. I'm like this. This is like (laughs) this. And I'm like, I understand everything you're saying. I know what you're saying now. And I was like, oh, you're changing. You're slowing down. Bus Driver did the same thing. Bus Driver was... uh, Oh, Bus Driver, yeah. He was uh, like avant-garde rap, like... That that got me into some weird shit, you know. Like no. that is the gateway to death grips, basically. Atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> bus driver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, bus driver was very strange. And uh, then I listened to something that I think was within the past two or three years. And See, it I can, sounded like normal rap, like hip hop. I, I can appreciate strange. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate strange. I can find. 
I can listen to Strange and be like, okay, I get that. It's why I like David Lynch's Dune. Like, I understand yeah. that you're trying to do something very specific. Yeah. With a lot of these songs, they just sound so generic to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's generic and like inauthentic. Like yeah. the strangeness. The thing that I grasp onto with like strange stuff is you're attempting to be original, mm-hmm. whereas there's like not an attempt to be original with a lot of this stuff, and it's very safe. Well, it seems like they're you know? so focused on having interesting lyrical concepts that they forget about the yeah. musicality of it and making yeah. that interesting. Yeah, which Aesop Rock is guilty of that also, mm-hmm. but um, I would say his older stuff is a lot more on the strange side when he had, I forgot the DJ's name, but he had a DJ that would make really interesting beats. And then he would just say a bunch of crazy fucking words <laughs> that really like they could, they work together, but you're like, it kind of, it's psychedelic in a way. It's like, what the, I understand what he's saying, but I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. You know, like thesaurus words, basically. Yeah. I'd rather have like, it's one of the reasons why I like Biggie so much is because Biggie, um, I, <laughs> yeah. I think he came, he was he was pretty young when he came from Jamaica to the States. And so, like, because he has that Jamaican roots and his uncle was, like, a Jamaican, like, I guess, reggae type. I don't know what they call them there. Because they're not, like, hip-hop, but they're not, like, singers either. The Bumba Klotz. Yeah, some But, like, he has such a very specific way of cadence, and he listened to a lot of soul music, too. And so, like, he has his cadence comes from listening to soul music he can actually sing like biggie could have been an r&b singer and <laughs> he's also jamaican which they have a very specific cadence as well so it's like that makes sense i don't need biggie to throw in big words because just his just the way he formulates words is good enough for me super nintendo Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can listen to him say that yeah over and over and be okay with it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true um, all right, RJ. Uh, I'm going to give you on this mixtape, I'm going to give you a 3.2. Okay. Uh, I didn't mind Sims. Um, Dessa, I liked when she went fast. Um, if, PO, if this POS song wasn't on here, you probably would have gotten a solid 3.6. Um, mm-hmm. The rap rock. <laughs> It just made me mad, the song. <laughs> Is he ruining uh, your life, you got to listen to it with subs. But I like the title. <laughs> and I like that you introduced me to a, a new thing. Even though I didn't like any of the songs, really. I'm going to give you 3.2. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I have the same exact score. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I... Yeah, so I agree with everything you said. Like, I like that you introduced at least Mike to a new style of music. And the only reason that I gave it a 3.2 and not a higher score because, you know, I was a fan of this style of music is basically because of everything that I was saying before about how I don't like this style of music anymore because there's so much more out there that I could find. Yeah. Like, alternatives to this. So I don't necessarily like... Like, I wouldn't listen to the mixtape again, and I wouldn't listen to a lot of these artists again. But I liked that you put these songs together and kind of just... I like the collective idea of it. You know, getting artists from the same label or same collective and just showing them to people, basically. And I thought it was a pretty good, like, collection of songs that flowed well together. 
the only things that I would have changed were like different songs by Dessa um, in a different Doomtree song. But that's really just like personal preference for me. But yeah, I, it was cool. It's cool. It's cool to go back and like listen to this style of music again. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for myself, uh, I the biggest thing that I have grievance for because all the other songs they're probably one of my top favorite songs that I have by each artist. But the Doom Tree one, that's the one that I was just like, it works. Uh, yeah. Um, all the other ones are like fantastic. Um, it doesn't show who they are. Because eh. if I if I put ones that are like, hey, this is POS, this is Sims, this is Cecil Otter, it would have been like, that's a whole different mix. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. You know, you could have done, but I feel like just with the title itself being like, you know, there's doom <laughs> beyond yeah. the trees. So it's like I try to go for like a little sadder tone to it. Um, I would have gave myself over four for this, but then the Doom Tree one literally just kind of kept on pushing me back. Because of that, I gave myself a three seven five. All right, nice. We're all pretty close on this one. Yeah, yeah, not far off. See, I I would equate this to me making like a um, like a Slipknot and Corn mix. Why do we have to go? <laughs> to show why do we have to go there? Just okay. I'm as, out. I'm as an example, it's just something that I used <laughs> you to listen it. to. There's new metal. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new type of metal on the block. <laughs> but like, it would be stuff that I used to listen to and I used to enjoy, but I wouldn't. Be telling, I wouldn't be showing it to you guys to be like, okay. This is awesome. So, I would just be like, This is a this is a collection of five songs. Does the egg crack you know? and then, like, from this hatches Slipknot? Ghostmane <laughs> comes out of yeah. the egg. Yeah, that's why I like Ghostmane because he, he's interesting. <laughs> Did you listen to that Code Orange set that I sent you? Uh, no, I no, should, I, I totally forgot you sent that. You should see that. Uh, not that you don't have to watch the whole thing, but mm. just the first song. Um and just kind of take a look at all the members and what they look like now. The drummer used to be the singer, and now he's just the singer. Hmm. And they got a new drummer and somebody to play like synths and kind of like DJ pads and shit. Weird. But they bring in that new metal stuff in a way that I like. Hmm. But it's uh very <laughs> uh, slipknot influenced. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um all right. You guys ready for this week? What you got? All right, so I'm I'm kind of nervous about this mix, to be honest. Okay. Right. okay. Um, a little bit of context before I give it to you guys is that um, this mix is because of RJ. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, he he uh, started this mix for me um, because I needed to really figure out something. So if you look at my last cool. two mixes, they've been okay. like a hardcore mix and a soundtrack mix. They're mm-hmm. really easy for me to put together. Um, yeah. And because I've been doing something else. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time uh, listening to something. Um, oh. All right. So you guys, you guys ready for the name? <laughs> I, I'm curious if it's a love letter or if it's a letter <laughs> of complaint and hatred. No, no, it's it's neither. He just he just ignited a flame. I sparked something. Okay, yes. interesting. Exactly. Okay. Um. So the title of the mix is called uh, "Mike's New Sampler Platter." 
Hmm. Amuse bouche. <laughs> a little charcuterie plate. Get, get some a trace some of that. Can I trace some of that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Exactly. What do they call like in that. Spain? Uh, fucking uh, hors d'oeuvres. No. Oh, tapas. Tapas. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's tapas. Yeah. Basically, Mike's tapas. It's okay. It's, it's a nice little sampler platter. Uh, basically, like what I've been trying to figure out and listen to for like a month and a half now, two months now. Um, it's been a lot. This mix, uh, the songs on it, the order of the songs, I've never gone through so many different iterations. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't, I have a feeling, I have a feeling RJ is going to be more open-minded I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how Devin's gonna feel. I I've I think he's gonna like one, but no. like if you're like Arge is gonna like this, Devin's gonna hate it. I'm all well, about no no no. no. <laughs> I just think that you're you're more I mean, open minded mind. about it. Yes. I don't know what how Devin feels towards any of these people, <sighs> but I know now. he knows all of them. Oh. But we oh. haven't talked about them. I hope it's like we haven't Chris. talked about them. <laughs> no, like, there's oh we haven't talked one about extra person or there's two extra people that we've talked about, mm. but the majority like we haven't talked about them. I don't know how Devin feels towards them. RJ, I feel like you're gonna be more like open minded. Maybe <laughs> can I ask you about the genre? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna send it to you guys right now. Okay, um, I. Yeah, I don't know how you guys are going to feel towards it. Um, I Is it I, all one genre? Yeah. Okay. And I've been figuring out something very specific. Okay. Um, if you don't know any of the songs, the first song will tell you why the title is what it is. Okay. I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, I don't know... Devin, okay. I know Devin knows every one of these people. Yep. I don't know how you feel towards any of them. Oh, because I literally see just their title, and I feel like it's going to be awesome throughout it. And well, I just, I, I enjoy this. I've so, been diving on all, like, I have been trying to figure out hip-hop for Mike. Oh, and I was able okay. to figure it out. Is this where you're going, then? That's the direction you're going. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I've Fuck. basically okay. exclusively been listening to hip hop for like a month and a half now. Uh, listening to multiple I had albums from each one of these guys. I had uh, I don't know like six other people that I wanted on this list that don't fit because there's only five people that I've listened to multiple uh. albums from them. I really wanted to like nail down because I feel like I not dismissive, but there was something that I couldn't click in with hip hop that Mr. Randall opened up for me. Hmm. So you got more opened up to the mainstream in a way. The no. alternative mainstream. No, I just I figured something out. There's something that if you if you don't know the songs, okay. there's something that is very specific that Kanye is really good at. I know what it is. So that helped open up for me to understand something that I like and then that led me towards other things. Like if you're like, have you heard these songs? I don't know if I've heard these songs, but I think I'm gonna enjoy these songs. I think you. I think RJ is gonna like all of them, 
Um, so I just who the I just think Devin's going to have here. a lot of thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking right now is I know exactly which mix I'm going to release next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. For a that. trilogy you know, of hip hop mix. I literally yes. thought yeah. the next mix I'm going to do. Yeah. It's going to be a real mixtape podcast now in the traditional sense of mixtape. Let me just say, ba with the ba, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you ever heard of. The Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that you have... I, I hope you have an open mind, Devin. I I totally do. This will play <laughs> on my work like no problem. I yeah, say, yeah uh, when I made this, I was like, RJ's going to be the cool guy at work. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to love me. So I want to say the songs with two artists. I love one artist on of each. Course. And yeah. I hate exactly. other artists. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, one of them, one of them, I haven't given enough of a chance to. So I'm excited to listen to that one. Yeah, um, I don't know how much you've listened, dive deep on any of them. Um, uh, surface level. Yeah. So yeah. like that's the except thing. for one of them. One of them I'm like into. Yeah, because two that, of them technically. Once I figured out the thing that kicks in for me, that's what made me understand diving deeper into all of these guys. Go deeper in each of these people. Oh, I can't tell you. I've listened to all the Drake albums, bro. I'm about, I'm every single about one. talking about this next one. Yeah, every single. We one. talked about this before Squish. to listen. I'm just gonna say this right now. He's the most relatable rapper I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, besides Eminem? No, he's the most relatable rapper I've ever. Heard. Have you heard Forever? Sorry, we'll get. <laughs> All right, well, you can find the podcast, uh, Five Song Mixtape, uh, iTunes, Spotify. You can find us on Instagram, Five Song Mixtape. Uh, you can find the mixes themselves, Five Song Mixtape. Uh, you just got to search all one word on Instagram to find the mixes themselves. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to another week of hip hop. Got, got a lot of <laughs> I'm just thinking of Drake now. Fuck. <laughs>